the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for the Your Personal Bank Show with Parents Toast. In an era of chaos, confusion, and craziness, Parents is a voice for common sense. As a financial literacy educator, speaker, and entrepreneur, Parents cuts through the noise to help us understand how current events affect our money, economy, and our freedom. Now, here's Farron Stoke. Welcome to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ference. Well, we have a lot of economic news to discuss today, so let's just start there. Our uh, illustrious uh, President Biden has come out and stated, uh, touting his Bidenomics, and uh, he was discussing how, trying to say that the economy is a good, good economy. And the fact of the matter is, literally nothing costs less today. Thankfully, most people are seeing that, recognizing it, that this is this is ridiculous. When he keeps talking about we're growing the economy from the middle out and the bottom up, lowering costs for hardworking families, and making smart investments in America. Now, he calls that Bidenomics. No, it isn't. It's a joke. Like I said, a lot of people are saying, what costs are you lowering? lowering? The average American right now is spending $700 per month more just for basic needs we're talking food and housing than they were a couple of years ago so it's just a bunch of bs it's not true and yeah you and look at it this way you know about eight percent now uh mortgages which we're going to discuss that in fact mortgage rates are now at the highest level they've been in 21 years uh they're over seven percent and the federal reserve is even talking is still discussing and considering raising rates one or two more times which means we could see eight percent mortgage rates Today, that doesn't seem so crazy. I said that a year or so ago. You can go back to my website, yourpersonalbank.com. There's this, you can listen to this or any of the previously recorded shows, by the way. And I stated that over a year ago. And like I said, it's documented. It's there. So you could look it up if you want. I'm not making this up. I said I would not be surprised if we saw 8% mortgage rates, 30-year fixed mortgages for people with good credit in the next year or two. And and here we are. We're up over 7 now. And I said that because, again, of the energy policy, as we've discussed this many, many times on this show, and the, um, you know, the government overspending. By the way, a little side, sidebar note, I, gotta, I have to really give a shout-out to some of my energy producer folks. I've had a couple, a uh, few of them contact me this past week. Uh, in fact, one of the guys I was talking to this past week was really cool. He's he's a 30-year veteran in the uh, energy business. He He's the one that makes sure your lights are on and your air conditioner and heater run. And he said, you know, I have a hard lift so many times talking to people why we still need fossil fuels and all the above to make sure we have cheap, reliable sources of energy, which are the sources of economic economic wealth folks it's plain and simple that's what divides that that's the difference between a first world country and a third world country reliable inexpensive energy he, he even stated you get it he goes if you realized how much he goes i don't think even you realize how much the regulators and the regulatory agencies have these energy companies tied up in knots and circles and and creating delays and costs he goes his quote was we could we could produce energy almost dirt cheap if we could just get some of these ridiculous regulations out of the way and they'd be clean sources of energy and again i've said this so many times diversification is the key when you invest you want to diversify in a number of different investments because that's what reduces risk if one goes up the other you know one goes down hopefully the others don't right it's that simple uh, the statement I say all the time is, if I recommended to somebody to buy one stock, put all your money in one stock, what would your response be? And the answer would be, you're crazy. And they, and I always ask, why? Well, there'd be too much risk. Well, we could say the same thing about green energy or any energy source for that matter. That's why I'm all on the above. If you put all your eggs in one basket, all energy sources have strengths and they have weaknesses. And if you put all your eggs in one basket, you're putting far too much risk into the whole system, not counting your, you know, national security issues and higher costs that affect inflation and hurt poor people the most, 
Again, if you're for green energy, higher fossil fuel, reduction of fossil fuels, you are against poor people. It, it's full period. Stop. There's no two ways about it. So I want to give out a shout, shout out to my uh, energy producer folks out there. Hey, you've got a tough job lately. Uh, keep it up, man. We need you to hang in there. Hopefully we can get this, this country turned around and get the hearts and minds of enough, of enough people turned around and realize that we need fossil fuels, we need natural gas, we need nuclear, we need solar, we need wind, we need any other rel- geothermal, you name it, any other reliable source of energy. And if it's commercially viable and it's relatively clean, we need it. And if the more of it we have, the cheaper it would be, the better it would be for the economy and the less inflation we ha- would have. But I got off track there a bit. My point is, is simple. Biden boasting about a better economy is just a flat-out, total, and complete lie. The one thing that they keep pinning their hat on, so to speak, and the one thing where the, where the economy is still holding up relatively well, we haven't seen the strong recession yet that I still believe is coming, and I'll share with you why more in the show. There are a number of indicators that are telling us, and I've got another one uh, to share with you. In fact... If you didn't listen to the show I did a few uh, a couple of months ago, where I talk, I discussed a number of leading economic indicators, and I pointed out that a number of them, I, I pointed out like five or six of them. Some are more more well known, some are less known. But the point I was making is every single one of these leading in, in economic indicators are all pointing to a strong recession ahead. And the key is every single one of those indicators have never been wrong or only been wrong once, ever, over like 50, 60, 70 year periods. A lot of them are 29 for 30 or 31 for 31 times in a row, right, correct. point I was making in that show was this, that if we do not have a hard recession, every single one of those indicators, those leading economic indicators, would have to be wrong. Some of them for the very first time. Now, statistically speaking, what are the odds of that actually occurring? It's close to zero, folks. It's close to zero that we would have a situation where these indicators, leading economic indicators, try saying that three times quickly, some of which have never been wrong, keep going, would be wrong for the first time ever, and all of them being wrong. That That is just almost inconceivable. In fact, I just went to my the website, yourpersonalbike.com. It's a show I did on uh, aired at 5-23-23, so May 23rd. So if you go to yourpersonalbike.com, you can click on that. You'll click on previously recorded shows, scroll down to the May 23rd show, Economic Indicators are Warning of an Upcoming Recession. You don't agree? Listen, then decide. Well, I've got another one for you, folks, and that one's called GO. Now, GO, what is GO? Most people are familiar with GDP, gross domestic product. That's something that we hear the media talk about a lot, the uh, politicians, you name it. GDP, gross domestic product, or GDP, a measure of total spending of the economy. It's in essence of how much consumer spending or how much is produced, in other words, in consumers spend or, or buy, right? So how much how much stuff we produce, right, and buy? It's really, it's a, only a partial measure of the economy. There's a better one out there. And why it's only a partial measure is it really only measures consumer purchasing. So many times, and even I've been guilty of saying this, that you know the economy is two-thirds consumer spending. Well, if you just count GDP, that is correct. But the reality is consumer spending is not the cause of a good economy. Most people have this mixed up. Many politicians have this mixed up. Cause of a good, strong economy is business. GO is a far better measurement, and a GO really is gross is gross output. It's also a government, the government measures GO also, and it measures it in terms of as a total output. And the key to this about GO versus GDP is GO measures all the business investment that goes out, goes, happens, all throughout you know throughout the year right and so it it what it does is it takes in into consideration you know we've all learned that just supply chain is a it has been a challenge obviously with the shutdowns the covid shutdowns and all that so if there's a product or service that let's say the um 
oh, let's say a consumer purchases, there's often many steps involved with many different businesses in purchasing and manufacturing par parts or pieces. Let's just take a car, for example. Think about all the different pieces and parts and companies that are involved in creating that car and all the, the, the economic economic activity there is with the different businesses just to build that car. GDP only measures the car and the consumer purchasing the car. GO, gross output, measures all the businesses involved in you know, making the tires and building the engine and, and building the body and every all the other pieces that go into you know building a car. So measures all output or all economic output. Again, a far better measurement of economic activity because it includes business activity. And by the way, GO is more than twice as large as GDP. In other words, when you measure all economic activity, businesses actually spend more than consumers. They're a bigger input or driver of the economy than consumers are. And here's the warning. Here's, like I said, the leading economic indicator. GO can act as a lead as an economic indicator, obviously, like GDP can. GO has been down about nine percent the past two quarters in a row. We're not what it's not saying we're in a recession yet, but that's a bad measurement. That is a and a that's telling us that the economy is definitely, most definitely slowing down, and we are likely heading towards a recession. All the other leading economic indicators, like the yield curve inversion and things like that, that I talked about in the May show that I referred to earlier, go to yourpersonalbank.com, check that out. If you missed it, strongly recommend that show. It's one of the best ones I've done in a while, and I am I know I'm biased, but uh, it really was. I got a lot of feedback on it. My point is simple, is it, GO is showing us, it's one more leading economic indicator telling us that, you know, things aren't, aren't bright. Things are not looking good. Let me give you one last one before we run out of time. I've seen some studies that have shown the one bright spot, of course, has been consumer spending. It's one of the reasons why uh, the upcoming recession that most economists, most experts agree is upon us or ahead of us. Moody's downgraded the, uh, pointed that out even recently. I just, I've discussed that. It's been delayed because of consumer spending. And the consumer spending has been going on because of all the the money the government helicoptered into the into the system, right? I've seen a number of studies showing that the median at median average household will run out of extra COVID dollars or extra savings in September of this year. Folks, that's next month. That's coming up just right, that's right around the corner. In other words, more people have less savings than less, more people have less savings than they did before, before the COVID. And that's been the one bright economic driver of the, the economy for this past couple of years, at least. If you're waiting for the, another shoe to drop, that's the next one that's likely probably going to drop. And let's face it, with mortgage rates surging over 7%, probably headed towards 8% soon, that's not gonna be good for real estate market either. Look, if you wanna navigate this and learn how to, uh, to thrive in this tumultuous uh, economy, what we're dealing with is uncertainty. You want safety, guarantees, reduce your taxes, get positive arbitrage, you know, contact me. Be happy to help you. Stay tuned in the next segment too, because I've got some more very interesting news, information, some economic stuff you're not going to want to miss. Stay tuned for more common sense from Ferens. For more information, contact Ferens at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferenc Toth. Want more information? Contact Ferenc at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Now back to the show with Ferenc Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ference. So in the last segment, I was discussing another economic indicator that's not very well known, GO versus GDP. GDP is gross domestic product. GO is gross output. 
And if you missed it, go to yourpersonalbank.com, listen to this or any of the previously recorded shows. You can listen to them anytime you want. Each has its own topic. Uh, so, like I said, you can always go there. But an, one last thought on GEO or gross output. Like I said, GEO is more than twice as big as GDP. G- GDP really just ignores business-to-business sales vi- virtually. It's really more about it leaves almost half the sales of our economy. GEO actually, gross output, um, measures business investment and entrepreneurship. And when you look at GEO, you realize it's business investment and entrepreneurship, not consumer spending, that are the catalyst for economic growth. You see, consumer spending is the effect, not the cause of prosperity. And a lot of people economically have that backwards. So hopefully that's maybe a little eye-opening or educational, help you understand our economy better, and why, as I keep stating, and many economists are stating, experts that we're headed to a recession, but it's being delayed because, well, the one area that's been propped up is consumer spending because of all the government money that was helicoptered into the system. But that savings is quickly, rapidly uh, drying up. Uh, consumers have been spending money, there's no question, and they're running out of extra savings. Uh, give you one. I'll give you another one. Um, consumer, uh, consumer debt, obviously, credit card debt in particular, has hit, now hit an all-time high recently. Over $1 trillion of, con- of credit card debt now the American consumer holds. That is not good because that's really high interest rate debt, folks. And if somebody's got a lot of credit card debt and now they're having to pay high interest rates on that, that really curtails their ability to buy and purchase and, and be a part of the economy. And that's going to hurt people. So these high interest rates, this, by the way, they keep talking about how inflation is lowering. Look, everything's more expensive. Yes, the rate of inflation is lowering, but that's just a mathematical trick that that the government and the administration wants you to not realize. Yes, of course, the rate of inflation is slowing down because the, the rate of inflation was so high last year. For example, I believe it was June of 2022, where we were having a 9% annualized inflation rate. According to the government, it's about half that now. Of course it is, because they're measuring this year's numbers off of last year. And last year went up so far so fast, of course it's not going to go up another 9%. If you understand compound interest, that would be a, the second 9% would be far greater of a rate of increase than the first 9 okay? And so a, small, a lower, a slower rate of growth off of a higher number can still be just as bad. Yes, inflation is less less bad or, or not as bad as it was a year ago. That is a fact. And they're bragging about that, but the reality is it's still very, very bad. I did another show on this recently where I was discussing the what you need to look at is what is the rate of increase over the last two years? And those numbers are ugly. For many things that people purchase, we're looking at 30 and 40% increases on things like food and fuel and whatnot over the last two years of what they were spending two years ago. Again, a better measure is the average American is now spending just over $700 per month on food and fuel, the basics, the basics of living, than they were just two years ago. Folks, $700 a month might not sound like a lot, but for the typical American, that's a pretty big deal. Especially when you look at the average income is around 56000 the last I saw, something in that range. An extra seven hundred a month that's about eight over eight grand a year more increase okay of spending for just basics you know basics necessities folks that's more than a ten percent increase in expenses for the average American household that's a big deal and of course right now unfortunately inflation is is kind of been baked in even the Fed is not trying to slow it down as much as they should or they they're their stated purpose of 2%. They're even saying now 2 to 3 is fine. That's that's not good for the average American consumer, the average American. We'll just put it that way. Now, there's some uh there's some other th- things that are going on and even some uh some causes for um encouragement. I I think last week's show I was sharing um reasons to be frustrated and then causes for encouragement. And that's again really where we are. As a country, we really are, are divided, again, not in the way that many people think we are. We're divided in a way of, in terms of societally how people want to, do they want to be in a land of opportunity or a land of dependency? That's where we're divided, folks. 
But I'll give you an example. There's a, again, another reason for concern, but cause for hope. So a San Francisco real, uh, retailer, I should say, I guess they're, they're a luxury department store called Gump's. They've been there for over 165 years. Uh, they're a San Francisco stable, staple. They're like a luxury department store. Well, they're getting really frustrated because people are their, their shoppers aren't coming into town, downtown San Francisco, to shop. Can't say as I blame them due to the crime and the issues. Even the, I think a week or two show, I shared how the even the U.S. federal government is recommending that their own employees, the federal employees, not go into the federal offices in San Francisco, as they stated, because of crime. So even the federal government is admitting that crime is bad in San Francisco. So this Gump's department store is now threatening to move out of San Francisco and close after being there for 165 years. That's what's not news because we've we've heard about other stores closing in places like San Francisco. What I thought was interesting though is the CEO, he's 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 challenging, he's challenging the uh the leadership in San Francisco. Apparently, Mayor Breed is the second highest paid mayor in, in the country and of course is failing miserably uh if you measure her in terms uh, measurements in terms of doing her job to keep crime down and do the things that you would nor most people would normally think a mayor should be doing now if you're if you're a communist or a marxist or a socialist then you then you you probably think she's wonderful okay i mean that's just what it boils down to but as he stated he goes uh he goes it's a sort it's sort of lunacy to live in an environment where you go to work every day and customers can't come to your store. I mean, it's just not a normal operating environment. And so he said uh, he's suggesting, he's challenging the mayor, says, let's swap jobs for 180 days. Let me be the mayor, and you be the CEO of this of the company. And he goes, I'll only take a dollar salary, and so the city will save a bunch of money. He says, I'll bet you in 180 days you would see dramatic change. I believe him. I believe you absolutely would. What it does is it, it brings the issue to a, a head. It really makes, it makes a point because it's so ludicrous, this, uh, those policies that, that um, San Francisco and these other liberal cities are pursuing. Uh, it's ridiculous. He goes, it, it's, it's not, it isn't a mystery. It's not complicated. He goes, even a monkey can actually look at the facts and see what people have done. And he actually took a high, high full-page ad out in the paper uh, making a big, big deal of this. Again, that's important because it's education. It's people who like this who maybe aren't necessarily that politically involved. This is a CEO of a department store, for gosh sake, um, who's now been forced, who's been forced to deal with the political issue of, you know, like he said, so he he, uh, he has he has a I guess another company or whatever he, CEO of they have uh, their reloc their I guess their wholesale center is in Salt Lake City. He goes. Yeah, he says, I assure you, Salt Lake City doesn't have these kind of problems. They, it's, they have a homeless issue. Sure it does, but it manages it differently, and that's where the problem is. So anyway, the point is people that aren't normally politically active or that involved are starting to wake up because these political issues are getting thrown in their face, and they're being forced to deal with these issues. Now, I'll give you one more uh, here that I think is, is again, a, a reason for a cause for concern and a reason for optimism. I didn't even heard about this one until recently, but apparently this there's there was a Catholic farmer who in 2017 in East Lansing, Michigan, was booted from the farmer's market because he had traditional views, which basically followed the teachings of the Catholic Church. OK, so he was banned. This is all the way back in 2017. So this goes way back before uh, most of us, including myself, were paying much attention to what our government was really doing. And uh, yeah, he he posted uh, on Facebook that he follows the Catholic Church's teachings on marriage, which includes opposing same-sex weddings at his family's orchard, okay? And so the East Lansing officials banned him from the farmer's market. He just won his court battle. Now it took, what, six years? The only the good news about this is he did get an injunction quickly that forced the uh, that forced them to not uh, implement the ban. So he's been able to sell his his goods at this farmer's market all these years. But he did just win his court case because you know it was religious um, 
you know, on religious grounds, obviously. Um, but what's crazy is he didn't even, he didn't, his farm isn't even in East Lansing. He lives like 20 miles away. It wasn't even in their jurisdiction. And folks, it was a farmer's market for God's sake. I mean, really, he's just selling fruits and vegetables. Okay. What is his, what is his, um, religious beliefs have to do with selling vegetables and fruits? I mean, come on. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it gives you an idea of the police state actions that these people are taking, the anti-democratic, anti-constitutional actions that these people, oh my gosh, it's, it's crazy. And like I said, I've shared this on the show so many different times, but I used to think, and I think there's still some people out there like this, it's, it's getting fewer and fewer, but I used to think, you know, oh, that'll never happen, or this will never happen, or it'll never get worse than this. We have to stop thinking that way, folks. I mean, here's a guy, just because he was a Catholic, really very mainstream Catholic views on marriage, that got banned from selling his fruits and vegetables at a farmer's market. You want to talk about ludicrous and ridiculous overstep of, of a government agency, okay? We can't be we can't be surprised anymore. In fact, what I'm coming to realize, and I'm going to share some more of this in the next segment as we come up, I'm, I'm coming to realize that not only is the idea that, oh, it could, you know, a normal, rational, decent human being just could not imagine that kind of ludicrousness, you know what I'm saying, that ridiculousness that that some of these uh, government officials and people in charge are, are pursuing these bureaucrats and politicians and whatever, you know, the woke mentality, whatever you want to call it, the, the mind woke mind virus, you know, they're, they're like a beehive, you know, they, they all do what the queen bee says, you know what I mean? They, they, there's no independent thought. It seems like am, amongst any of them, if you watch, if you ever watch star Trek, that movie in the Borg, you know, you would know what I'm talking about. They kind of, you just, if you just can't, most people, normal people can't relate to that. They just can't imagine that kind of lack of independent thinking and people actually going along with this. But folks, here's what we got to realize. It's actually worse than we thought. And we have to come to terms with that before we can fix it. Stay tuned in the next segment and you'll see what I'm talking about. Stay tuned for more Common Sense from Ferens. For more information, contact Ferens at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferens Toth. Want more information? Contact Ferens at 866 866- 268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Now back to the show with Ferentz Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ferentz. So as I was leading up in the last segment, those of us who have lived, I would consider relatively normal lives, okay? And I'm discussing the vast majority of the people, easily 80, if not 90% of Americans fit under this category, this normal decent, well-meaning people. No, we're not perfect. Yes, we all have our weaknesses. Uh, yes, we can do bad things sometimes because we are human. Okay, that happens. But in general, we, we mean well. We try to do well. Uh, we just, for the most part, want to live our lives, You know, raise our families, uh, build our businesses or careers, whatever it may be. Leave us alone. Leave us the hell alone, right? I mean, that's just what it boils down to. Um, that's where most people really are. And we don't get that involved in, you know, politics is not our life. We're not worried about controlling other people and all those kinds of things. Unfortunately, we have a group of folks who don't think that way. And have been slowly, systematically, for the number of last several decades, have been building and building on their worldview, which is dramatically different than what I just described as the majority of folks who are just, you know, typical, regular Average everyday Americans, right? Some are more wealthy than others. Doesn't matter. You just have that, you know, what I would consider, what would have been considered our normal um, attitude just even a few years ago. It still is, by the way. It's just the silent majority is not as loud as the the, the loud, crazy minority, okay? But here's some things I'm going to share with you that are absolutely true. I mean, it's actual, actually, the people have said this stuff. 
and you just it makes you shake your head. There's a World Economic Forum advisor that deems fewer English babies is good news for the planet. If I had said that even a couple of years ago, most of you would have thought I was nuts. But she is actually an Oxford academic, a World Economic Forum advisor, and she recently expressed joy calling the prospect of fewer English babies a good thing. You know, they've been at a, what, a two-decade low recently. And, of course, America has seen relative, you know, similar fertility rates plummet in recent years, since, particularly since COVID, okay? And when pressed, so she was asked, Sarah Harper is her name. She's the director of Oxford Institute of Population Aging. She said, fewer English babies are good for our planet. And the reason that she says it's good for them is that that they, the Western Western people, okay, um, they basically, they stay, um, they're bad for the environment because they're carbon polluters. They, they basically, they, 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 it's that simple. And a lot of people, it's actually happening. There's a lot, there is a, a movement of people not having children due to fears over climate change and is impacting fertility rates quicker than almost any other previous, previous trend out there. Um, like I said, new human beings, at least from a Western, Western society, so let's put it that way, uh, bring with them the guarantee of carbon emissions. And it isn't just her that's saying this stuff. There's there's anti-human American biologist Paul Ehrlich, the Club of Rome. Uh, Ted Turner has said these kinds of things. There's a number of other groups like this. Uh, a lot of them, you know, this anti-human propaganda has been parroted by uh, Ozzy, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, okay? I mean, you know, it's just, it, it's kind of rampant in that that world, that what you would call they think of themselves as elites. I don't believe I don't think they are, but that they think themselves as that. They think it's bad for the planet because they're uh, like they said, the guarantee of carbon carbon emitters. Okay, so what what it boils down to is they have this decarbonization. You know, the World Economic Forum has been uh, have put out a paper stating they would there if it was up to them they would prefer to see a half of what was it half a billion people on planet Earth total. Instead of the what the seven or eight billion there are now, something like that, folks. Do you understand that if if they got their way, do you realize what kind of chaos and human carnage would be involved to having the world's population be reduced by that much? I mean, you're talking about wars, famines. I mean, every type of disaster, natural, human man-made disaster you could think of. And by the way, which would also be horrible for the environment. War is terrible for environment, okay? That's that's what these people don't think about or don't realize. But this decarbonization agenda, I thought about this a minute. This is something I haven't heard, had anybody bring up yet. And like I said, those of you who listen to the show know I just, I tend to, I think about things and, and stuff comes to me. And I believe some of it is divinely inspired because I do pray and ask for inspiration and occasionally i get an inspiration i think i've received one here and it's another one and it's this carbon-based life forms is what we are in other words carbon is life we are a carbon-based life form plain and simple so we're all animals so when you are against carbon you are anti-human you're anti actually anti-animal the world economic forum and all these things like i said these people pushing this green energy push are anti-human that's the reality. And unless you've been under a, a rock, you've heard about this Maui fire. It really literally is now, obviously, the worst fire in probably U.S. history. Okay, more people have been killed as a result of this fire. And it really is government incompetence and this decarbonization agenda. And here's what I mean. I'm putting the two together, and I think you're going to understand why I'm... I'm you're going to understand why in a minute. So first thing that happened really seems like apparently the cause was power lines that went down that caused fires, uh, caused some you know brush to catch fire. And that's what led to the fire along with wind, high winds and all that, which of course contributed to the fire damage and the speed and how it moved and all that kind of stuff. But here's the reality of things. Uh, Hawaiian Electric, which supplies what, 95% of electricity to Hawaii? Well, it's come out now that they spent almost all of their safety budget on green energy initiatives. Now, what is their safety budget? Much of that was 
cleaning out brush and debris around power lines to prevent fires, wildfires like this. In other words, they diverted the money that was set aside for safety, instead pursue this green energy agenda. That really comes down to government incompetence and de, de, uh, uh, decarbonization, okay? Because they knew that if they didn't pursue these safety procedures, wildfires would be much more likely and be much worse. I mean, if you don't clear the brush, you're more likely going to have a wildfire. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket science to figure that out. Plus, here's another piece that doesn't make any sense. Again, lack of safety and incompetence. Apparently, there were some power lines down, some of them for as long as 10 hours, and Hawaiian Electric did not shut off the power to those down power lines. So they were live, which also would have contributed to sparking fires. Again, not rocket science. And part of the, they're also stating now part of the reason why so many people died in Lahaina is that the police were blocking the roads because of the down live power lines. You couldn't get out. Again, more government incompetence. But it goes beyond that. So apparently, their system is if you have an emergency and you need more water, that you have to get approval from this government agency or this government official. Now, first of all, straight off the bat, that is just completely and totally ridiculous. You have a water emergency. Why do you have to get an approval from a government official to get, what, to get that water? That's just stupid. I'm sorry. That's incompetence straight up. But then on top of that, this official denied the request for the water while people were dying and burning, literally burning alive. Then it comes out even further that this official, this water official, his name is Calio Manuel. He's a state water official. He was more concerned about water equity as a fire rage. He delayed it for like five hours. Apparently, he believes that water is a deity or a pagan god and should not be used. In other words, he would rather have water running in streams and putting out a fire. He would rather have children burned to a crisp than use the water. Now, he's been reassigned. He hasn't even lost his job. My opinion is he should be tried for murder. I, I know that sounds strong, but that's, I believe, anything less than that would be completely unjust. That is true government incompetence. Now, again, I'm not done. It gets worse. Let me ask one other question. Lahaina, I've been there. Beautiful, used to be. Beautiful city. Or, you know, beautiful town. Hawaiian town. Lots of history and all that. It happens to be right by the ocean. You had fire trucks there. Firefighters. And I'm not blaming the firefighters because they were the few government employees that were actually trying to do something good. But why didn't anybody think about pumping water from the ocean? You know, they have those... I'm not a fireman, but... Those fire trucks, a pumper, a fire pumping truck could pump water from just about anywhere. Why not pull it from the ocean? You're, it's right there. Instead of waiting for the buyer for five hours to get approval, and of course this fire is raging on. People are dying, literally. I, I haven't heard anybody ask that question. I'd like, the, I'd like to see an answer to that one. But bottom line is the government response was slow or non-existent. And now, <laughs> to add insult on injury... The federal assistance, last I heard, is they're giving out 700 per person in emergency assistance. And they announced that on the same day, I shared this last week's show, on the same day that they gave $200 million to Ukraine. Where are their priorities? Do they even care about you? They don't care about Americans. They care about their agenda. And that's why these things I'm sharing with you, there's some lessons to me learned from this. And I'm going to strongly encourage you to stay tuned in the next segment because I'm going to share what those lessons are. And like I said, in the meantime, if you want help, assistance, how to navigate all this, this chaos, I believe that economically it's going to get worse, far worse or gets better. Contact me. I'd love to help you. But stay tuned. I'm going to share with you the lessons that need to be learned, this decarbonization agenda and government incompetence. Stay tuned for more Common Sense from Ferens. For more information, Contact parents at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferentz Toth. Want more information? Contact parents at 866 
866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Now back to the show with Ferentz Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ferentz. So I'm going to finish up on this thought I was sharing in the last segment where we have this decarbonization agenda, green energy push. By the way, don't forget, we are carbon-based life forms, folks. So if you're against using fossil fuels and you're, you're, you're against all this stuff, you're also anti-human because, again, higher energy costs hurt poor people more than anyone. You know, so if you're for higher energy costs, you're against poor people, full period, stop, plain and simple. There's no other two ways about it. But if we go to this Maui disaster, apparently it's probably the worst one American fire disaster in American history before it's all said and done. But the level of incompetence and non-caring is beyond the pale. The Hawaiian Electric, who provides the electricity for Hawaii, did not, they re-diverted most of their safety money, in other words, cutting back brush and things like that from their power lines to green energy incentives. Boy, that's done a lot of people any good, right? They then, when the power lines went down because of high winds, they didn't shut them down for 10 hours. They had live power lines on the ground. The police had to uh, prevent people from leaving town because there was live power lines on the ground. Then <laughs> they, they needed water to put out the fire and they had a protocol that it had to get approval from a government official to get water and that's just ridiculous. That's incompetence beyond incompetence. And they didn't get that for five hours because the official apparently liked having, he likes water more than saving people. His words, not, I mean, in essence, his words, he believes water is like a pagan god, I guess. The guy hadn't even lost his job. Again, he, he tried for murder. I said that in the last statement. I firmly believe that. But <laughs> it goes on. They didn't use the, they didn't use the ocean. I mean, gosh, there's water, unlimited water source right there. Okay, why not? $700 in emergency response money for these poor people that, that lost everything. Some of them, their family members, kids, all of it. And you give $200 million to Ukraine. I'm sorry. It took then Biden. First response was no comment. Famous people asking, beat press were asking him about what about this Maui thing. And they, his first comments were no comment because he was on vacation. Took two vacations and then 13 days later showed up. Does he care? Folks, no, here's the lessons. Do not, and I repeat, do not count on the government to help or save you. They don't care. I think Biden proved that abundantly. And all these other actions have done so also. My hope is enough people start waking up to that, including these Democrats who voted for these people, predominantly in Hawaii's Democrat, right? Maybe they this might wake them up. That's my hope. That's the, the silver lining, hopefully, maybe. But do not, here's your lessons, do not, do not count on the government. They not, will not be there when you need them. Then They just, they don't care, folks. I don't care what they say. Uh, some of the previous politicians and presidents have been good at faking it, but they don't care. Biden's just not as good as faking it as some of the others were. Secondly, not all problems are caused by politics, but this one was. The Maui fire is man, man-caused disaster, man-made disaster, plain and simple, if you just look at the facts. Three, Democrats don't have to be competent. They only have to agree with the agenda. You don't believe me? Look at Biden. Look at Fetterman, the senator from Pennsylvania. Guy had a stroke, and they still elected him to be senator. He was not fit for office. I'm sorry, I don't care how you, how you cut it. He got voted in against, whether you like Dr. Oz or not, certainly Dr. Oz was far more competent. No one could argue that. A smart guy against a guy who just had a stroke. Look, nothing against the guy who had the stroke but he's not ready for the job. You don't vote him in to be a U.S. senator. Nearly every Democrat votes the same way on every bill. It's a huge issue when even one of them or two of them deviate. I mean, do you remember when Senator Manchin and Cinema would not agree to the massive Democratic spending bill and eliminating the Senate filibuster so they could pass it? I mean, they were harassed and harassed. In fact, Cinema was harassed so much, she's now become an independent. Now, of course, it's in name only, because she still votes with the Democrats over 90% of the time. Uh, but the reality is, they don't kowtow to anyone not following the party line. You have to follow the party line to be a Democrat. It's not like it used to be. People that are voting for Democrats are not voting for what used to be the classic liberal Democrat. It's not the same. Both parties have incompetence. I'm not going to say they don't. <laughs> Republicans have plenty of incompetence also. But Democrats are full of people who agree and actively pursue 
this decarbonization agenda. Remember it, folks, we're carbon-based life forms. It's a anti it's a anti-human stance. What you need to understand, folks, is this is pure and unadulterated evil. It's anti-human. This is literally a case of we're fighting. You really want to understand it. So many people, I stated earlier, good, common, decent folk. They're not perfect, but they try to lead a decent life, and they just can't relate to this. Folks, what you need to understand and wake up to, this is evil. We are staring evil in the face, folks, and we need... And the only time the only time evil can triumph is when good men do nothing. We have many low information or misinformed people that need to wake up that are there that do vote democrat still, okay? And what they do is we need to educate. Our goal is simple. We need to educate some of them. We don't need all of them. I've said this repeatedly. We only need 51%. And depending who you are and what you believe in happened in the last few elections, we might not, we may need 55%, okay? But the bottom line is we need a majority of voters, okay, Americans to understand. And there is a majority. That's thing, you are in the majority if you get this. You just need to be more open and vocal about it. And we, they, these people, we just got to get enough of these people. It's just a few. We just need a handful out of 100, literally, to realize the government incompetence and decarbonization agenda has real consequences to human life. Hopefully they can put the two together. That's what I'm trying to understand are trying to share and help people understand. Maui was a man-made disaster. The government caused it, and the response made it worse. You could say the same thing about COVID, couldn't you? Think about that a minute. What happens, and here's the big question I have. This is what people need to realize and understand and wake up to. What happens when another disaster occurs? What if a major war breaks out? Are you really going to trust this current group of incompetent government officials to make things better? Are they going to be there to take care of you or make things better? No. Based on their track record and their agenda, they're very much likely to make matters worse, not better. That's my point. That's the key thing, the key point people need to understand. You see, Obama was right. He said elections do have consequences, and he was corrected that. Unfortunately, many people burned to death in Maui, including children, because of those people in charge of both the state and federal government levels. You know, this disaster could have been minimized or even likely avoided if just some basic common sense had reigned instead of these crazy agendas and they would just do their freaking job. Here's my hope. Here's my prayer. Here's what I hope to see happen as a result of this Maui disaster, and it's this. I only hope Hawaiians, and Americans for that matter, learn this lesson before it's too late and more people die unnecessarily. You see, government incompetence can lead to literally, and I mean literally, people dying. We saw that in Maui and Lahaina, Maui. What's going to happen next? Do you trust the government? Do you trust our current officials? Do you trust our current bureaucracy, the unelected officials? I think in many cases, they're far worse because they have little or no accountability. And we've seen through actions like with COVID, for example, the actions that the government took, forcing the mass mandates and all these kinds of actions that they did, and now coming out that the science has proven. And the facts are that they, many of them lied, okay? That's bottom line, okay? I mean, to deny that is to deny the facts, deny science, deny everything. And the latest I heard is they're trying to bring this back and the mass mandates back. Here's the best thing we can do as Americans. Civil disobedience. You know, it's kind of like the, uh, the, the boy who cried wolf. You know, the boy cried wolf and fooled the villagers. And he fooled them once, he fooled them twice, and after a while they just stopped listening. That's what we need to do. Okay, because the reality is these are not people that are trustworthy. We can't, what we need to do is remove them. And But until we can, we can't trust them. We can't listen to them. They do not have our best interests in mind. They're not doing their jobs. Most part, they're either enriching themselves or they have an agenda that is not, does not include you or me. It's not for the benefit of the average American it's for the benefit of themselves or a few of their tight circle 
I saw this other thing. I'll just share this too. There was a, I think New York Times, I believe it is, article came out that it would be better if we just didn't have elections at all. Uh, it was uh, somebody was asking Al, Alan Dershowitz, and I'm uh, not that I agree with him. He's he's very much a liberal, but at least he's one of the few honest, old school liberals out there. And the question was asked to him, he's about this um, no more elections, and he said, Do you, "You're familiar with that that." crowd do you think they they would go for this he goes oh yeah absolutely they think they know better than you and i they truly do these people are evil these people are looking out for their own best interests as oligarchy they want to stay in control and in power it's plain and simple it's no more complicated than that we need enough people to recognize that realize that and unfortunately many of them are in the democratic party not all but many we have some uh, rhinos too that fall into that category. And the key is this next election cycle, enough people have to be educated to vote the bums out, get rid of them, and let's get some people that'll actually really represent us. That's the solution. Until that happens, we're gonna have to weather the storm. I've stated this repeatedly. Economically, it's very likely to get worse before it gets better, likely far worse the leading economic indicators are all pointing to that way. Some, again, have never been wrong, and some are sending stronger signals than they ever have. Don't ignore it. Reduce your market risk. Reduce your tax liability. Guarantee some of, some of your portfolio at least. Diversify. Create positive arbitrage. Protect yourself. Hunker down. Bunker the hunker down the hatches. Batten down the hatches until this storm blows over. This economic storm that's coming blows over. I can't say this strong enough. If you want help on that, contact me. I'd love to help you. And as always, stay tuned to the next week's show. And as long as it's on our money, in God we trust. Listen Tuesdays at noon and Saturdays at 1 to the Your Personal Bank Show for more information. Contact Ference at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. This show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information. The presenter and guests of this program do not engage in legal, accounting, or tax advice. Professional advice regarding your situation should be sought if required. Some products discussed may have limitations and not be available in all states. Excessive unpaid loans may affect performance. Distributions may become taxable if not managed properly. Replacements may not be suitable for everyone. There may be charges when replacing coverage. Dividend rates and bank line of credit rates may change. For current rates, contact Ference at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, that's 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.